Well, there's that theme music again. That means it's time for Professor Birdsong's Dumb News Podcast. I am Leonard Birdsong here with you broadcasting this podcast from O-Town. That is Orlando, Florida. Sunny Orlando. So happy to be with you. This is Professor Birdsong's Dumb News Podcast. This is Season 2. This is Episode 6. I'm your host, Leonard Birdsong. Some of you know me as a law professor, which I am. I teach law in Orlando, Florida. And uh, I write humor books about dumb criminals and weird criminal law stories. And you can find some of the stories on my blog. The blog is at uh, www.birdsongslaw.com. You can also find me and my books that I sell on leonardbirdsong.com. And also on Amazon.com and on other online book sellers. Now, I come on here, I read some of my funny stories that I've been collecting. And uh, I want to read some of them today. I'm going to talk about some things in the news. And then we're going to talk about some Yo Mama jokes. I got just sent a new book of Yo Mama jokes. And uh, Amazon.com does that for me because they know that I like reading these funny stories. Now just bear with me here. And let's see if we can get to some stories that I want to go over with you. Alright. Let's start here with New York City. Two stories out of New York City. And when I read my stories and you listen to them, please, please listen to the headline. The headlines make the story humorous. In this first New York City story, the headline reads, Woes of a Fat Fella. William Soler, whose nickname is Wobbles, is a 500-pound accused gunrunner who was back in court recently but had major problems fitting into the courthouse elevators and even briefly shutting down a courtroom because of his size. Wobbles and his extra-wide wheelchair could not fit into the inmate transport elevators of the courthouse, so he was hoisted by way of the freight elevator to his 15th scheduled Bronx court appearance for allegedly leading a crew that sold 93 guns to undercover police officers. Once in the courtroom, Wobbles had to remain on the audience side of the courtroom. Why? Well, his wheelchair was too wide to reach the defense table. When it was time for him to confer with his lawyers about a possible plea deal, the court had to be completely cleared of others in order that he could have privacy to confer with his lawyer. There is no immediate follow-up news as to whether the plea deal had been accepted. Now, this story was in May, early May of 2016. The second story, headline. Woes of the Fat Felon, Part 2. In a follow-up to the previous story, we learned that gunrunner William Wobble Solar, who had shed 80 of his 550 pounds since his arrest a year earlier, whined about his health in June 2016 after a Bronx, I'm sorry, after a Bronx judge sentenced him to 15 years behind bars following his guilty plea. Soldier said, I'm dying. He said this while flipping the bird to reporters from his extra-wide wheelchair while leaving the courthouse. His lawyer said, quote, 
Solar has many health problems, end quote. And this explains his weight loss, the lawyer went on to indicate, more so than his jail diet. The attorney refused to clarify Solar's comment about him dying or further explain his medical condition. Solar actually pled guilty on June 1st, 2016 to 21 charges in a 365-count criminal indictment, allowing him to dodge a 25-year prison sentence. Can you imagine that? Wobbles. <laughs> a 500-pound gun runner. Oh, my God. All right, well, that's just one of the stories I've been working on. That's going to show up on my blog pretty soon. There's some more that I want. All right, here's one from Ohio. Irony at its best, maybe. That's the headline. The owner of a gun shop was shot dead in mid-June 2016 when a student attending a firearm safety class accidentally discharged his weapon. James Baker, 64, died at the scene at the KJ gun shop in the town of Amelia, Ohio. The county sheriff said that Baker was in a room adjacent to the one where the concealed carry class with 10 students was taking place. One of the students' participants fired his weapon while practicing, quote, weapons malfunction drills, end quote. The shot went through the wall, shot Baker, killing him. A neighbor told WCPO-TV in Cincinnati that Mr. Baker had spent his life teaching others how to protect themselves. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, irony at its best. All right. Here's one from Oklahoma. And I find this one sort of funny. The headline is a tongue twister. Listen. Bacon-flavored Bloody Mary mix bust? The story. A bartender was arrested for infusing vodka with bacon, infuriating his boss, who alleges that he will take the police to court over this. Police contend that soaking the meat in alcohol violates state liquor production laws. However, the bar owner stands by his special Bloody Mary blend. <laughs> okay. All right, that's all that I want to read for right now. And what we want to do is talk about some things in the news. A week ago, just about a week ago, on what's called Bastille Day in France, a terrorist by the name of Mohamed Bolil rented a truck and ran down and killed 84 people who were at Bastille Day, sort of like our 4th of July, on the Riviera watching fireworks. Killed 84 people and injured over 200 by driving his truck into a crowd of people. Now, the Riviera is a lovely place to go. My wife and I have been there a couple of times. Matter of fact, we were there for Bastille Day in 2011. We had dinner on the street and uh, we watched the fireworks. There was no terrorist attack, thank heavens. But this year there was. It was gruesome. We learned recently that Mr. Mohamed Bolhir was an immigrant from Tunisia. He immigrated to France. He was a truck driver. He was not a radical, they say, but somehow he got radicalized because he said he did this for ISIS. We now learn that he was a bisexual. He wasn't considered a good Muslim because he drank, he smoked, 
he ran around with women and he used illicit drugs. Now we find that he was bisexual and trolled websites searching for both men and women, despite the fact that he was estranged from his wife and three children. Well, at any rate, uh, ISIS has a way of finding people with problems who want to kill others. It just is bad, but it can't go on forever for any cult that wants to kill people and blow themselves up or kill others. know they're going to be killed. Some of this is a desperate gas from ISIS, in my opinion. Their caliphate that they set up two years ago has been pretty much blown to smithereens by the Americans and other allies who bombed them to smithereens. So now they're trying to get lone wolves to act. I hope this will come to an end soon enough. All right. This week is the week of what's known as the Republican National Convention. Today is the third day of a four-day convention. The uh, presidential, or sorry, the vice presidential uh, nominee is supposed to speak tonight. Tomorrow night, Donald Trump will speak. Last night, Donald Trump was formally nominated to be the standard bearer for the Republican Party to run against Hillary Clinton in November. We will see what will happen. Now, on the first night of the first night of the uh, convention, there was a little flap. Donald Trump's wife, Melania, read a wonderful speech that she said that she wrote about her husband and how she came to the United States as a model and she came legally and how she worked hard and how her parents instilled values in her and that she's happy to be American and yada 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 it was a well-delivered speech but as I sat there and listened to it I said this sounds somewhat too perfect I woke up the next morning to find out that whoever had helped her write the speech had actually used part of Michelle Obama's 2008 speech at Obama's nomination for president. Lifted the words word for word, and I'm sure it was very, very embarrassing. We don't know if anyone was fired over this or not. The second night, that is last night, there were a lot of speakers who spoke up, not for Donald Trump at his convention, but basically bashed Hillary Clinton for being Lucifer and being the devil and being just, I don't know, evil incarnate and that she should be put in prison. But they didn't say anything about, or they said very little about Donald Trump. <clears throat> it seems as if the party doesn't really have a lot to say for Donald Trump, but they're stuck with him since he won the primaries. So we will see what happens. Supposedly he's going to give a tremendous speech that is on Thursday night, that's tomorrow night, telling why and what he's going to do for America. All I can do is say, stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. Quite honestly, I hope Donald Trump does not become our president. All right, enough for the serious news. Let us now look at some Yo Mama jokes. I got this new book sent to me from Amazon.com called 151 Plus Funny Yo Mama Jokes, put out by the LOL Joke Factory. And uh, 
I guess it does have maybe more than 151 jokes. Your mama is so small that she got her ear pierced and died. Your mama's head is so small she uses a tea bag as a pillow. <laughs> Your mama's nose is so big that her neck broke from the rate. Wait. Your mama's nose is so big she makes Pinocchio look like a cat. Now that's not that funny. Your mama your mama's house is so small that when she orders a large pizza, she had to go outside to eat it. <laughs> your mama's glasses are so sick. Strike that. Your mama's glasses are so thick, says this story, she can see into the future. Again, here's your mama's head is so big it shows up on radar. Your mama's feet are so big, her shoes have to have license plates. <laughs> well, it's fun coming up with and reading and listening to some of these Yo Mama jokes. It's a rite of passage. When I was a kid, I used to tell them when I was in junior high school and high school. One one that I came up with that other people didn't have. I wasn't good at putting these together, but one I came up with, I still remember that I thought was pretty funny. Yo Mama... She once sat on a quarter, and when she got up, she left two dimes and a nickel. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> she made change by sitting on the quarter. All right, folks, I'm almost at the end of my time here. I want to read you one more funny story that I found this summer. It comes from Russia. And... Uh, I don't find many odd stories like this. Here's the story, folks. The headline read, Small Wonder. To, to, to that headline, I say, Ouch! Here's the story. A Russian man lopped off his best friend's penis with an axe after their penis measuring contest. The two middle-aged men had been binge drinking when they pulled out their members and a measuring tape to settle an argument about whose was the longest. The smaller man, then in a rage, sliced off his friend's member. So much for friendship. Oh my God, ouch! <laughs> a penis measuring contest? <laughs> All right, folks. Well, I hope you've had a little fun listening to some of my dumb criminal law stories. You can go to my blog, birdsongslaw.com, and uh, you can find them on my website, my books. I hope that you will find some of them. Here comes that theme music. I guess that means it's time for me to go. This has been Episode 6, Season 2. I'll see you again on podcast, Professor Birdsong's Dumb News Podcast. Have a good week.